On November 2, 2007, Justin Gaines visited Wild Bill's nightclub in Duluth, Georgia. At 1.30 a.m., he made several calls to receive a ride home with no luck, and he is never seen again. You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Justin Gaines. Somewhere in the devil's ass crack hotness of Georgia. Oh my god, dude. We're the first week of October and we had a triple digit day yesterday. Oh my god. I am so over the heat. I'm so, listen. Everyone that listens to this gonna say, hey, global warming's bullshit, climate change don't exist. Fuck that Greta person, whatever her name is. But a hundred degrees in October it's is awful. not normal. It's awful. My balls should not be sweating in October. I got to thinking like, about our football coaching days, and I'm so glad I'm not coaching football I'm so, this yeah, year. Dude, yeah, they are four that, or five games into the season, and they're still having to do wet bulb temperatures. Oh yeah, it told yeah yesterday, it was like. It's October 3rd, and they're like, one-hour practice with 20 minutes of breaks, no conditioning, no equipment. Like, good God. Well, the good news is, since it was Thursday and it was 101, most teams were doing walkthroughs and JV games. Listen, the the jiu-jitsu gym I train at does not have air conditioning. That sucks. It's hot. I'm tired of it, man. All right. I'm tired of it. Boys and girls, this week's beer of the week is... We went with Terrapin Brewing Company, Jazz Cabbage. Out of Athens, Georgia. Hemp IPA. And if you're... Greatest city in Georgia. Athens? Yeah, that's true. Tomorrow, my beloved volunteers are going to take an ass whooping. By the time you hear this... You will already know that Georgia is probably going to thump them. But since I'm going to be on the road tomorrow and competing in uh, Charlotte. It ain't going to matter, is it? No, I'm saying I'm not going to be able to see the game, so my luck is it'll be the greatest Tennessee comeback of all time or something. Yeah, they'll play them like, out of their minds. Yeah, it'll just be like the greatest Tennessee game ever, and I won't see a play of it. Anyway, but it is the one and only brewery. That is now owned by InBev that I still wholeheartedly support. It broke my heart when they sold when Terrapin sold out. Yeah. To uh. But I'm gonna tell you something. If InBev offered me, I mean, I'd do it too. What they offered them. That was the plan. I almost opened a brewery, cause and that was the plan is just to run it for a couple years and try to get popular and have InBev come. Hey, hey, we'll give you. Five hundred million dollars to sell. I was like, okay, here's the keys. Y'all cut the lights off. Cut the lights off. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. I don't. But it just sucks. So, but Jazz Cabbage happens to be a hemp infused IPA, 
and it is uh, one of the dankest beers to date, packing in hemp seeds and their very own special strain of hemp flavors. This IPA will fill the room with aromas of the choicest sticky nugs. We brewed this beer by blending three high-quality hops to help complement the kind profile of this heady IPA. That's straight off the can. Straight off the can. <laughs> he had to wipe the moisture off. Yeah, sure did. But it's nice and cold in comparison to the heat. So, But this week's case, we are back in Georgia. And I believe that there's two reasons for that. We can find a plethora <laughs> of beer made in Georgia. It ain't hard to find beer made in Georgia. I did find a, try to find a beer made in Duluth, Georgia, which is where... Uh, Wild Bills is located, but they are actually not um, available in our area, which is sad. And the second reason is we are learning very quickly that our state is has got a plethora of cases we could discuss. They're just as weird, just as strange as anything we could find anywhere else. Yes, yeah, so we, we could do murder cases unsolved murder cases in georgia for probably 30 more cases or we could do the strange and weird from georgia but as coach alluded to in our opening we are going to be discussing mr justin Gaines, and we'll start off with the timeline this occurred november 1st 2007 um there is a great article in the Atlanta magazine that goes through. And it just so happened that, um, sorry to interrupt, but it just so happened that the day you chose this case on September 30th, and when you let me know, that same day, 11 Alive News um, posted uh, an article about him. Um, 11 Alive's been the best resource, I think, for the family and for this case. They have they try to make sure that it's constantly in the in the press, in the public eye. And if you listen to any other true crime podcast, they will they always reference that. Adam Walsh always says, "The more you can keep it in the public's eye, the more you can keep it in the media, the better." chance you have of actually solving Wait, Adam Walsh? Adam Walsh I'm was sorry. the son. Sorry. Whatever his name is. What's his real name? I think name? it's John. Yeah, John it? Walsh. Yeah, John Walsh. Yeah, I, I do apologize. <laughs> no offense, but Adam Walsh don't say much. Yeah, he's not Oh, that's say. terrible. He's not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm going to hell for that, Joe. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but, but getting to it, we... Well, the reason why Eleven Alive posted an article the same day we chose it as we've mentioned in our couple of our Georgia podcasts, for whatever reason, these mysterious disappearances and these mysterious murders end up in lakes. And we've referenced it several times, but sure enough, human remains found in Lake Lanier made people question that uh, maybe this was a maybe it was him. It turned out it wasn't him, but they still wrote an article about it. Just keep his name out there. So, Thursday, November 1st, 2007, at 11.38 p.m., Justin entered Wild Bill's nightclub just off Pleasant Hill Road in Duluth, Georgia. And he's going, he's definitely known as a partier. Yes. He is... He's a young man. I mean... Yeah, I mean, he's 
18 or 19 at this Well, I thought he was, was, he was born in 89, and he's been, it's 2007, so do that math real quick. He's 18. Oh, so shit, he's drinking in the club. Yeah, he had a fake ID, too. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I knew that. I did yeah. know that, because I do extensive research, right? Yes, extensive. <laughs> Thorough. Now, we know that this precise time is correct because the authorities had pulled the surveillance video showing him walking in. He did. He is 18. Thursday nights are known at Wild Bills, or was known at Wild Bills, as Thirsty Thursdays. Man, if you ain't never been to a Thirsty Thursday, have you ever really been to a bar? <laughs> yeah. So, Listen, we went to, when I was in college, wrestling in college, we went to a place, and it was their first night opening. And they had what they called a break the seal night. And they had two or three kegs sitting out there. And you paid your entry fee. And every single person in that bar could drink free till they pee. <laughs> break the seal. It wasn't just everybody. Like, you didn't just drink till you peed. It was the first person oh, to pee. Could you imagine the pressure? It was. It sounds like a really good time. But it was miserable <laughs> after about 45 minutes in. We, uh, people, like, these big dudes started guarding the bathrooms, not letting people in. It was like, man, this is getting out of hand. And, like, <laughs> but, I mean, free beer, come on. Yeah, free beer. What's baby. a little kidney damage yeah. <laughs> when it comes to free beer? What's strengthening your prostate for days? <laughs> <laughs> So, Justin goes in, he actually comes to Wild Bill's with a friend of his and that friend's girlfriend, and they miss one of the VIP openings or something. Basically, you got in for, I think, half off, and they had just missed the, the time cutoff or something like that, so his friend and the friend's girlfriend decide to head on out. They're not going to do it. Justin being the suave young man that he is procures a free entry ticket from someone else in line. So he hops in. On Friday, November 2nd, at 1.20 a.m., there is a gentleman that says that he saw Justin, and this is a quote, says, I remember seeing Justin that night. He was either drunk or high on drugs. I was talking to him for a bit. He was all sweating and walking all stubby. I don't know what the hell that's supposed to mean. Anyway, he goes on to state that he was on the phone for a good while trying to call people. Last time I saw him was around 1.20 a.m. Just after that, at 2 a.m. on Friday, November 2nd, there were some other friends of his that remember seeing him. They were leaving the club around 2, and they actually see him laying across a bench with his cell phone up and looked like he was texting someone. Around 2 a.m., same Friday, November 2nd, he calls his friend that he came to Wild Bill's with and actually gets him on the phone and says, no, man, I can't come pick you up. I would have to borrow my girlfriend's dad's truck and he's already asleep. Oh. Yeah, and that, in that Atlanta Magazine article, they, it goes in more depth. That young man had a lot of guilt on him for quite some time. Then approximately at 2.05 a.m., 
the last transmission signal from his cell phone comes in and the cells transmit every 15 minutes so you're looking roughly 205 you know there's no more cell activity around 2:30 a.m. they see on security no I'm sorry they don't see on security according to a security guard around 2:30 no one sees him exit wild bills but the club closes at 2.45 a.m. on Thursdays, and other people had seen him out in the parking lot at 2. Uh, I think there is security footage of him walking along the front entrance using his, his phone. I don't know what time that was. Gaines never arrived home and has never been heard from again. Now, like Coach said, he does have a reputation as a partier. But at that age, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, I agree with oh, man. Come on. You know, in his stepfather is on record as stating that Justin had was being made fun of when he was in elementary school about being a little overweight and he talked to him and explained to him, you know, just you've got to be comfortable with you before other people are comfortable with you. And so Something clicked in Justin. He started working out. He started watching what he ate. And in the security footage... Which is what I should have done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. In the security footage videos, the steals, you can see Justin is a big boy. He is not someone at first glance that you want to tussle yeah, at with. Fir at first glance, like, you know, first, first impressions, you're not going to mess with the guy, most likely. No. He is a graduate of Brookwood High School. Um, he always keeps in contact with his family, his friends. Um, and so this set up an alarm when he, he didn't show back home on November the 2nd. At the time of his disappearance, he was a freshman at the Oconee campus of Gainesville College, which is located in Athens. Mm -hmm. Which, we've mentioned Lake Oconee several times. They're not very close to each other, though, right? No. no it's just just a common word. Right. So don't be fooled. The, it, there's not a common theme here. Now, there is, to date, no evidence of foul play, like hard evidence, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that we will get into that he ultimately met with foul play, but well, technically mean, he is still missing. The vast majority of people that go missing meet with foul play. I mean, it is rare that someone actually purposely runs away for good and makes a new life for themselves I still believe in my heart of hearts that's what Moore Murray did you will not convince me otherwise but in well over 90% of the cases if they are still missing they're dead unfortunately now in June of 2007 he was arrested after police found him drunk and passed out in his car. And an open bottle of vodka was located in his vehicle as well as a fake ID. A-day? A-day. Listen, I know the cop's just doing his job, but come on, man. That's just mean. Well, he's he in the parking lot, and he had crawled in the back seat, so it looked like the the vehicle was, you know, kind of left there, and I, I guess they're... 
flashlights see that he's in there and at least he wasn't driving is is the way I would have looked at it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like that's just he's a he's a he's a dumb teenager. We've like, all been dumb, dumb we've teenagers. all been there. But you don't you didn't have to put him into the system in the because the fact remains he wasn't driving. No, and you could have easily Now if he's, you find him with open you find him drunk driving the road with open bottle of vodka, throw the book at him. He made a dumb decision. But he went, he got drunk at a bar. They threw, threw me into public. Into public. I was not drunk. <laughs> but <public>. anyway. <laughs> but uh, you leave the bar, you crawl into your car and go to sleep. That's being, that's showing a level of responsibility to me. Yes, and, I, and they could have easily got him out, got some, the regular identification off of him. Charged him with having a fake ID and called his dad and said, "Come get this boy. Yeah, we're doing him a favor." Yeah, and but be, instead, I mean, at that at that age, having the cops wait with you till your dad picks you up is worse. It might not be worse, but it's gonna make a damn impression. Oh yeah. So he you, is if charged. You, if you'd have called my mama, and she'd had to come get me from the cops, my ass would have been eight shades of red, buddy. Yes, sir. I don't matter if, if it happened tomorrow. Right. If I have to call my daddy, <laughs> my, like, yeah. it's not going to be pretty. My mom whooped my ass. And he's 68, so I still fear that man. Yeah. But anyway, Justin is going to be charged with possession of alcohol by minor, second degree forgery, and having an open container of alcohol. He had a court hearing scheduled for November 21st which was actually weeks after his disappearance. And stating the obvious here, he didn't show up for that court appearance. Gaines's family was aware of the charges against him, but they do not believe the court case is related to his disappearance. They don't think that he was trying to skip town to get away from some, you know, probably some slaps on the hands, some fines, and little community service. So five years after Justin disappeared, his younger brother is found dead by his father, and he had died of asphyxiation in the home in January of 2011. Authorities aren't sure whether his death was an accident or suicide. The father, Stephen, thinks that Justin's younger brother had read something on the internet and was trying to get the old oxygen depleted rush. So you're talking about autoerotic or just I, just normal? That's all they said. I'm I'm thinking autoerotic. I heard it's terrific. I'm Don't have the to, balls to try. Nope, not <laughs> not gonna do it. Not gonna die. Not gonna die. Not at all. Well, that's a dated reference. <laughs> Some people will get it. So now we get into the theory part. Oh, this is some doozies. And we'll start off with... Well, it's rumored that he was in an altercation with someone at the bar. He started arguing. Yeah, and I think police had chased that down. He, A lot of the bar patrons they interviewed stated that he did kind of get into a verbal disagreement with a couple of guys, but they didn't feel like that it was anything that was going to lead to a fight or anything like that. And then with 
Justin spending as much time out in the parking lot, you would figure if it was going to kick off, it would have kicked off in the parking lot, usually with a disagreement like that. Well, maybe the person is aware of the cameras, and they do know that if they are seen on camera doing something, you know. Yes, there is, there is that possibility, and they... And I, that's still a lot of the theories that's online. We've got Lieutenant Carl Sims of the Gwinnett County Sheriff's Department. He provides his own theory of what happened that night. He believes that Gaines got a ride from a blonde woman at Wild Bill's and that the woman took him to a house in Snellville. Gaines was then robbed and killed, and his body was dumped in Lake Lanier, before being moved to a well in Barrow County or Walton County. So you're going to... Okay, that don't make sense. You're going to dump a body and come back and get it? I don't know. I I know it is a lake, and it's a man-made lake, but it is ginormous. A body in a lake, even if it does float up to the surface, who knows exactly where it's going to float? So you're just going to come back and scoop him up yeah it doesn't make a whole lot of sense not to me it doesn't now uh lieutenant sims would go on to say that a gang member person of interest has told the police that he assaulted Gaines and took his diamond earring but did not kill him he is currently in prison on unrelated charges and has not been charged in connection with Gaines's disappearance the person of interest also recorded a video encouraging witnesses to come forward the sheriff's department has interviewed literally hundreds upon hundreds of people about games, gains, according to Lieutenant Sims, but much of it comes back to the person of interest. The area that he disappeared from is along a major roadway. It's surrounded by shopping centers and a mall and highway highway i-85 is right there so if you do somehow get him in the car within an hour you can be just damn near anywhere you really can i mean if you're talking about atlanta area and north of there is a lot of places you could go i mean and outside of within an hour you can damn near be to tennessee and if you're going up 85 you could almost be in the carolinas yeah 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 well yeah from where they're at yeah yeah in gainesville oh absolutely yeah within an hour you can be in south carolina no doubt and that is barren country up that way there's not a whole lot some traction would be made in the case in september of 2011 <laughs> Every single time you sigh, it makes me laugh because I think about that one star. <laughs> I think about our only one star. <laughs> like, ah. it just I don't know. It makes me giggle because <laughs> I could just picture her just being infuriated. Curses! There they go again. <laughs> it's too bad I can't give them zero stars. Basically, in September of 2011, authorities start digging up wells in Walton County. Um. There is a person charged in concealing a death. He is a career criminal, a self-professed gang member, and the rumor is 
concealing the death, he had beat the piss out of Gaines and shot him. Then him, another individual, and the gang member's mother, and I'm not making this up, people, place Gaines in a toolbox and transport him to Walton County where they dump him in a well. Basically, authorities chase this lead and the search turns up nothing. The gang member's mother had told authorities that she had helped her son and the other party member dispose of the body. She is charged with making a false statement and other than concealing a death, there are no other charges levied. How do you, I mean, my qu- my first question would be, how do you conceal a death with no body? And they interviewed Gwinnett County's DA and he had stated that while it is difficult to win a murder case well, without actually, a body. Well, you said there was going to be no more charges, but there's actually another charge, and it's on his mom, right? Yeah, I stated that she... Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. I don't listen. I know you don't. I, I really mean, it's don't. awful. I'm on, I mean, we're eight feet apart. I'm on the YouTube right now watching them in Lakefoot. <laughs> <laughs> and the people that we're talking about, and, and we'll just go ahead and put their names out there, because if you do any research, their names do come up. It's Martin Leonard Wilkie. He's charged with concealing a death and Dustin Dillon Glass. And this is the self-described gang member. And he is currently in federal prison on unrelated charges. He did tell authorities that he and Wilkie had... Well, thank God he's in jail because we're putting him on blast right now. Yeah, assaulted Gaines. (laughs) And then Gaines was ultimately shot to death. Wilkie and Glass then, like we stated supposedly put his body in a toolbox, took it to Walton County. Glass's mother, her name is Thelma Ruth Balu or Balu, claims that she had helped her son and Wilkie dispose of the body. She is the one that is taking authorities to a well and they start digging up all these wells and they can't find anything. So then they charge her with making the false statement. That's crazy. I mean... Now, Wilkie is awaiting trial concealing a death. Why would you confess to that if it's not true? Are you that starved for attention that you're going to risk jail? I don't know. It's like trying to smell the number nine that's that's why we chose it I mean honestly because it's crazy it is crazy what the fuck man why the fuck would you confess to something if it isn't true why I don't get it I don't understand people that insert themselves in cases like that you're not doing anything but but damaging the family you're throwing the police off leads it's it's just odd for people to, to want that kind of attention. But we all know those kind of people. They're out there. Yeah, it, it has happened. It happens a lot. But it just doesn't it doesn't have to make sense. Now the theories on the interwebs are as follows. There are five of them and I will list them and then we will go back and we will touch on them. We will touch them. <laughs> 
Just um, like, ain't that what you went and pr- went to prison for? Well, it was just a short stint. <laughs> You're not supposed to bring that up. <laughs> the first theory is something happened inside Wild Bill's, and it led to something occurring outside of Wild Bill's in the parking lot. The second theory is, of course, the Dylan Glass um, and him being stuffed into the toolbox, and we've kind of already touched on that. We didn't touch on the toolbox part. We will dive into that a little bit more. Um, The third theory comes from a psychic that the mother of Justin says... She's met this lady, and she seems genuine, and this lady actually traveled to Duluth to help with the early searches for Justin, and she had told the family that her gut had told her about a theory, so we'll we'll touch on that one. The fourth theory, and this is a huge rabbit hole, is... Is Justin a victim of the smiley face killer? Yeah. And then the last theory would be a robbery gone wrong. So let's start with the first one. But uh, how are you going to do that now? I'm going. I didn't see anything about the smiley face killer in my research, but. Well, you know as well as I do. We'll get to it. You got that's number four, man. You got wait. (laughs) We're going number one first. <laughs> okay. All right. So, the, okay, I'll wait. I'll so wait. the first theory is something happened inside I'm waiting Wild Bills. I'm waiting under protest. Justin was seen that night and is known to have some nice diamond earrings. And he's flashing a lot of cash inside Wild Bills. Maybe I'm old fashioned, but I have never understood the guys wearing earrings. I don't either. Yeah, I don't get it. This theory says that someone lures Justin into a car and this is where the blonde woman comes in that Lieutenant Sims talked about said there was a blonde woman wearing a black dress and she, she lures him cool woman in a long black dress and a long cool woman in a black dress they drive south on Pleasant Hill Road to a house in Snellville um, authorities think that the house was crowded lots of witnesses there as soon as Justin gets out of the car and walks into the garage, someone attacks him, beats him, chokes him out, and they shoot him to death. That's why you should change jiu-jitsu. Yes. They take his money and his jewelry. They then drive his body to Lake Lanier to a houseboat. They attach weights to his body, and they throw him into the dark, cold November depths of Lake Lanier. The cold November rain. So... According to this theory, Justin's body floats to the surface a few days later. So they go and they load his body up again and drive him to either Barrow or Walton County. And this is where they either drop him in the Appalachian River or into a deserted well. And this is the one that authorities like the most. They have yet to identify the woman in the black dress with blonde hair but this is one of the angles that they are chasing seriously well as we all know what i learned a long time ago from a classic tv show beavis and butthead the angle 
of the dangle is directly proportional to the heat of the beat. <laughs> <laughs> now, you want to touch on that one? What do you think about that one? You think that has any legs? I mean, of course it does. Why? Why would it not? I mean, everything we talk about in these cases, we never answer shit. No, we don't. This is a frustrating as fuck podcast. So you you have you have to give credence to pretty much any theory because we both know something happened, but we don't we can't answer what. So why not somebody lure him to a a house, rob him, beat him, kill him? dispose of it how is that not possible it is definitely possible it is I, I just the only thing that i don't like about the theory is the fact that you have according to this there was a lot of people at this house and he was trying to get a, a ride home and he's gonna go to another party i don't well you know, i know he yeah, has a reputation of party but hell it's two by, in the morning we're talking a pretty blonde girl in True. a black dress. True. Hitting on an 18-year-old. We both know when we were 18. He's not thinking with the head that he should be thinking with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much just, he pre- he would probably follow her to Arizona if she suggested it. Standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona? Yeah, if she said, hey, if you drive me to Arizona, I'll suck your pee-pee. <laughs> I'd be like, well, it looks like we're going to Arizona, boys. Looks like we're going to Arizona. <laughs> Deuces. I mean, seriously, that's the way eighteen-year-old thinks. So I don't, I don't. That's not very. That's not unread. That's not. Jeez, uh, Louise, how many times can I stumble over my words and say that's not? I know it's not. It's that, not. That's not. That's not. Anyway, that is not unreasonable to think. Now, there are. <laughs> Pictures of. That's <laughs> for you, baby. There are pictures of a houseboat that the authorities had looked into on Lake Lanier. As we stated, they have charged a lady with making false statements stating that she helped conceal his body in a toolbox. That just makes no sense to me. Yeah, me either. Now. Here we go back to the Dylan Glass theory. This is theory number two. In 2014, Glass had pled guilty to a long list of state and federal drug charges. And once he pleads guilty to this, he starts singing like a stool pigeon. Lieutenant Sims has a photo of Glass inside a Gwinnett County pawn shop taken on the morning of November the 2nd, 2007, right after Justin's disappearance. And this photograph shows Glass wearing almost an identical diamond earring that Justin was wearing. Now, that, of course... That, I mean, that's circumstantial. I mean... Oh, yeah. It's highly circumstantial. Every, now... How how different are diamond earrings? Yeah. I will say, I've seen the photos, and we will post those photos up on our social media pages. Yeah, they do look similar, but that's about as far as I'll go with that. But I will, at this point, paraphrase the great captain from True Crime Garage. People, we have phones in our pockets that have crazy megapixel cameras on them. 
update your damn security cameras. For real. These are the worst flipping cameras ever. You couldn't get a worse photo from a security camera than you could a blurry blob squatch. Like Mitch Hedberg said, I think Sasquatches are blurry. That's the problem. That's right. <laughs> now, the earring is what Lieutenant Sims is using to pressure Glass when he interviews him. Uh, he states that Dylan confessed in his own way that he had taken the earring out of Justin's ear after he was killed, but he didn't sign a confession, he didn't write a confession, and when it gets down to it, when they ask him where the body is, he continuously lies, and they catch him in a lie, and then he, he tells another lie, and he catches him in another lie, so he's not credible at all. But Sims does say that he has a gut feeling that he knows who actually pulled the trigger and what happened to Justin. He did it. Oh, yeah. They have searched multiple, multiple properties in Walton and Barrow counties. They have found nothing. They did get the earring that Glass had, but they did not find any DNA on it other than Glass's. Um, supposedly the houseboat and the vehicle that transported his body are gone. They, once they have kind of looked around at the, the boat and the van, somehow the van, the boat, the house, all of it just gets sold to out-of-state people. So that's a little what the fuck right there. So that's basically theory number two, and I do, I think that has, I think Glass and Wilkie, that's your two concrete leads right now in this case, and I think that's where the answer to this case will come from. Now, theory number three is the psychic, and she had told the mother that she felt like Justin had stuck up for a girl who he found cute on the dance floor and he felt like she was being disrespected by her boyfriend. This is where the blonde with the, the black dress comes in. Um, the really? psychic stated that she believes the key evidence lays in the back of a big black van, possibly a Ford Econoline. A what? Ford Econoline oh. Black Van. Econoline? She also states that when it comes to his remains, she visions a murky, swampy waterway with a high bacteria count. Okay. And she fixates on Alabama. Let me ask you. Which something. is a hell of a drive from eighty five. That is a pretty that's a good, pretty good piece of land, but I mean, if you're transporting a body, is there Alabama, not a bad place to go. Let me ask you, though. What's your opinion on the psychics? I know a lot of detectives use them. <laughs> but I think they're a good place. Kind of like lie detectors. I think they, they lead you in, an, in a general area. They may give you something, an area to look at, and then 
Well, I mean, do you, do you give them uh, credit? I think there are do certain you, ones out there that do have an ability, if that's really? what you're asking. Yeah. I'm not uh, talking Dion Warwick. I don't say that it's not possible. I would never say that, but... It's highly unlikely. <laughs> extremely possible, yeah, highly unlikely. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think there are certain people that have an ability, you know, to tap into something that most of us can't. But that's about all we'll say about that. That's all I got to say about that. And that's all I got to say. Now we get into a numero four. And that is, Justin was a victim of the Smiley Face Gang. Okay. Now, I am dying to hear this. I'm... Now, the Smiley Face Killer, or Killers, are mostly up north. But it's also a rumor, though. It's never been... Proven to no, be a it's not. thing, and the and the if you're not aware of it, there have been several bodies, college-aged males, college-aged males, males, white. They have all been found in water. They have all been drowned or whatever, near or around the proximity of a spray-painted smiley face. There's not a single solitary criminal investigator that has declared this to be a reality. It is simply a theory. Because the smiley face that they find, usually, they're, they've not narrowed it down. Like, in some of the cases, the smiley face was found over a mile away. Well, that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'm talking, you're, you, you're reaching. Yes. You're reaching if it's, if it's not visible within the area that either A, they, go dis, they disappear from, or B, they're found at. But my... my... My questions about this would be if there is a person or persons purposely leaving their calling card, why put the the victim in water? There's a chance this person floats away for miles and miles and miles. I mean, these people, there's been people found in rivers. You know, like you said, the smiley face was found over a mile away. This person drifted a mile away from the smiley face. There are much easier ways to leave your calling card. Hell, you could carve a smiley face into their chest. Yeah. There's a lot. That's why I, I really don't put a whole lot of credence in number four with it being the smiley face killer. Well, plus he was never found. Right. That's that's the biggest thing that. But the biggest red flag is he's if not. If the smiley been face found. killer does exist, there, it's possible that he's killed many. They've killed many people that haven't been found. True. But the other thing is, the smiley face in this case was found like two and a half miles away. So it could have been like random. Then why did you even bring that up? Because it's smiley face, and I know you love that shit. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, it's one of the things that I want to believe, but I really don't. And I don't know why I would want to believe that right. there's a serial killer out there. I or would, a group of serial killers. It's, just, it's strange, man. It's. Uh, well, maybe it's like Israel Keys. Maybe it's the same person just going from town to town, killing random white dudes and throwing them in water. True. I mean, that's just... And he's one evil motherfucker. Oh, yeah, he was, for sure. So, we get to the last prevalent theory. This is going to be a short episode. Yeah, it is. But... Robbery gone wrong. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No. Well, that's, if it, didn't we cover that in the first thing, though? Wasn't it... Yeah, it, the robbery gone wrong doesn't 
this theory doesn't go with the Dylan Glass and Wilkie Avenue. This is, he gets a ride from someone, they're taking him home, they pull a gun, give me all that cash I saw you flashing, give me your diamond earrings, and he, being 18 years old, full of piss and vinegar, tells him to fuck off, and the fight ensues, and he gets shot. This is that angle. Now, again, I say that this is probably highly likely that either the glass and Wilkie theory or this robbery gone, gone wrong, and then they dis- dispose yeah. of his body. Yeah, I could see, you know, some nefarious individual leaving this club, seeing an intoxicated teenager. And just and that teenager's like, hey, man, you give me a ride home? And they're like, Hell yeah. You got them earrings, buddy. Yeah. See, so they may have seen him flaunting that money. They may have seen him with the earring, of course. And they may have said, this is going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And then he may have tried to fight back, and they they took his life. I, I think, um, yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I do like that theory i think that one i think wilkie and glass i think wilkie glass has got something to do with it just on the fact that he i'm I'm not gonna go as far as to say that he's wearing the same earrings justin was wearing but i think he's dumb enough that he would have taken them if he did Mm -hmm. or had part in it i mean if it's a real diamond i'm taking it i'm pawning it yeah that's me but i don't commit murder so yeah thank god (laughs) Like Charles Manson said, if I started killing, there'd be none of you left. Now, you know, I think just looking back on the five theories, you could tie theory one where he comes to the rescue of a young lady he feels like has been disrespected. I think you could tie that into a robbery gone wrong. You could tie that into... Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a good point. I was going to bring episode. that up, too. Yeah, it could be a blending of some of the theories. For sure. Maybe he, maybe she was disrespected by the smiley face killer. That's right. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, where you're going to need a body or you're going to need a written confession, this is where we put it. I don't know why it's not there. If you dump it down a well, it's not going to disappear. And so I think that's why they got that lady with making a false statement. Because she pointed to a particular but, well but my, I would say what the fuck or why the fuck would you make a statement like that if it ain't true well look if he's a professed gang member but he's not going to tell you what gang he's in you're not dealing with the brightest bulb in the basket or maybe he's a, a member of a really tough gang that would straight up kill his ass for for talking to the cops yeah, but for the way that Lieutenant Sims says it, once they got his ass on those federal drug charges, he started singing like a canary. I think he's just a punk ass that has heard bits well, and I mean, pieces. I mean, honestly, what what gang is prevalent in that area that has white members unless it's the Aryan Brotherhood or the KKK? I mean, I, I don't know of any. Not on the eastern side of Georgia. I have no idea. I mean, there's, there's of course, there's some, you know, biker gangs and stuff that 
Barrow and Walton and Oconee. I don't. I really don't. I wouldn't know of anything that would scream gang member. I. He's just. I don't know. I think. I mean, honestly, that's just the. The um. I mean, if you do look at the guy, his mugshot. I mean, he's tatted up. So he got a teardrop. He, I'm looking on the Charlie Project. He's got several tattoos around his eyes. I mean, he is definitely tatted up for sure. But I mean, that it may, it most likely is just showing our ignorance. Maybe we just don't know. But according to the interwebs, the prevalent gang, sorry, prevalent gangs in Gwinnett County are the Bloods. Crips, some crazy ass names. Well, I mean, those some are, Latino those, gangs, those some are... Asian gangs, and that's about it. Well, MS-13, of course. I but mean, I mean, Gwinnett County is in Metro Atlanta, and Metro Atlanta is, and we've alluded to this before. Red, redneck dumbasses tend to stay in small groups. Yes, we, you know, white, white redneck, some bitches do dumb shit. They commit crimes, same as any other race. But around here, they typically don't organize. <laughs> they no, tend they to stay not. pretty small grouped. So, Like you had stated earlier, there's not a whole lot of white-only gangs in Gwinnett County. There are Barrow, Walton County, Eastern Georgia. There's some KKK memberships over there but again they're not really organized well enough to where you're gonna have a dumbass that's tatted up picking up 18 year old kids to rob them of their diamond earrings so while he does claim to be a gangster i'm thinking he's more along the lines of a a wankster (laughs) (laughs) so coach do you have anything else on justin Gaines? i you know, we're going to list the uh, contact information for... This is a pretty short case. I mean, there's not... The authorities to, if you have tips, please contact them. And please keep his family in your thoughts and prayers. Because that, not only is that lady dealing with a disappearance in a hole from Justin's disappearance, she also had to bury another child. And, and again, no mother should ever have to bury a child much less basically Barry too. And she is not declaring him officially dead as of this podcast. She is holding out hope that they will find Justin. But again, we hope that we have brought light to yet another fucked up case in Georgia. There's not a whole lot of what the fucks this week. We have a total of seven. On the old fucker scale. Pretty sad. Should have been more. Probably should have been more. But we got distracted by the the actual case. Recommendations this week. I will kick us off with a couple of recommendations. We have had a couple of podcasts. Follow us on the old Instagram. How's Instagram doing? How many followers? 60, baby. 60? 60. That is impressive. 
Blood uh, and Firewater like, podcast. Wait, 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 no, no, no. Wait, shut the fuck up. No, no, I'm doing no, my no. recommendations. You can on. recommend all you want to would, when you no, get your little Twitter would you boys. Like to know how many Twitter followers we have. A hundred. Hundo. Eighty-six. Eighty-six. Oh, when we get to a hundred, I'm making a big fucking deal. About it. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast that we would like to uh, give a shout out for following us, and we have followed back our Blood. And Firewater Podcast, Apple for the Teacher Podcast. I'm sure they're not playing this in class. Mr. Bunker Podcast, and Bring on the Weird Podcast. So we want to give a little podcast love out there to all of you, and thank you for following us on Instagram and other social media platforms. Our Facebook's taking traction. A little bit. It has uh, 45 followers. We have reached a ton of people on Facebook. And we have, with the end of PodCoin, hopefully a Man, lot of you... that's so sad. I, I don't even want to talk about it. That just... Like... We have to do a better job. And we will be posting on both, or not both, now that we have three. But all social media websites... I've had several people that I work with thought that we quit putting episodes out because PodCoin didn't have any episodes listed after number 10. So that is not the case. Uh, we have a new recommended podcast no, app. Don't. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. It's I called, still recommend PodCoin. <laughs> it's called Radio Public. For every confirmed listener, and confirmed means that you actually put in a valid email address, we get a penny. One penny. One penny. Oh yeah, then that okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm signed up. Let's do it. It is Radio Public. It has an app. Every confirmed listener, we get a penny. So I'm every time I listen right to our now. own podcast, I'm down. I'm down. I've made this podcast I'm down twelve cents. Right now. I'm right now. <laughs> so I have a two-faceted recommendation this week: the podcast I reference, and please by all. Go out there and download the Radio Public uh, podcast app and start following us there, listening to our apps, our apps, shit, listening to our episodes, and uh, hopefully when we make our first dollar, we'll get them to send us a check and we'll frame that fucker. <laughs> a dollar check? Yeah, I will definitely frame it. <laughs> okay, it's downloading right now. I'm glad you told me about that. One whole penny? Well, one whole penny. Good thing I got like eight. I got eight <laughs> active oh, eight active emails. <laughs> for you know, for trolling. Daddy's making us eight cents on a dollar. For trolling. But uh Okay, so my recommendation, I'm I, I skewed off last week and did an actual T V show. If you haven't watched Justify, go watch Justify. But Brent. I'm gonna go back to my uh, clearly, uh, yeah, Brent. Go watch it, but fucker. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my uh, tried and true method of recommending the YouTube. And this week is gonna be a, a site called uh, the Swamp Dweller. Dweller, sorry, Swamp Dweller. And he covers a whole lot of missing person cases, especially the missing 411 cases. Um, if you're not familiar with the missing 411, it's basically um, people that go missing in uh, 
uh, national parks and he covers a whole lot of those and he does it by state by state a lot of the time so you know five missing persons from or from national parks in Oregon find you know blah 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 really good stuff and he's got a good voice and you'll enjoy it so go check him out well I think that's <laughs> all we have for the day <laughs> coach you ready for your uh I mean, is this really going to be my catchphrase? Am I People love it, Coach. Am, am People I, are making it into ringtones. <laughs> they just hear your am, voice. Am I going to have to do this every week? I think you are. Well, I mean, I guess if that's what the people want, then, uh, you're a fucking monster. A deuces. <laughs>